Welcome to Farm and Field Notes, a podcast about Vermont farmers, food producers, and policymakers working to build a robust local food system. I'm your host, Peggy Briggs. Today, our guest is Abby Willard, Director of the Agriculture Development Division at the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Food, and Markets. Welcome, Abby. Good morning. It's nice to be here. Could you describe our local food system? How strong is the connection between local farms and consumers here in Vermont? We're fortunate to live in such a beautiful place. Vermont is small and quaint and community-oriented, and it also has a really strong connection to agriculture. We have producers and makers of ag and food products that have such a reputation of producing high-quality products and foods that they bring with it a reputation of consistency and integrity and many people come to Vermont, either live here or visit the state and want to bring little pieces of Vermont home, either into their home or with them when they return to another state. And I think it's because they think of Vermont as a place of calm and relaxation and beauty, and they want to take pieces of that home to share with their families and bring to their friends And as a result, I think the reputation for Vermont businesses is embodies and imbues many of those values. And we're so fortunate that we have producers that have focused on having integrity and thinking about social and ecological values when they make products and market them and advertise them to consumers. And You can also find Vermont products in so many great places in so many ways. So we have farm stands and farmer's markets and our grocery stores are full of local product. And you can just stop by a farm and go to an event and access local food. So it's very accessible. And I think based on being a very community-oriented state, people know one another and they know how to find local product or they know someone who can help them find what they're looking for. Obviously, the onset of COVID-19 early this year has upset the apple cart, so to say. It's not business as usual. What have been the key challenges to Vermont farmers and food producers during this time? So beginning in mid-March, we started reaching out to ag and food businesses in Vermont to ask them what the business impacts were due to the pandemic. And each week we heard from more and more businesses that experienced a loss of market, a a decrease in cash flow and sales. They lost employees. They shared that they had to let staff go. They had to um, make business modifications because they didn't have the same opportunities to get product to the market or even across state borders. Events were canceled, services were canceled, lodging was canceled. So we got some really great data, actually, between mid-March and mid-June. We heard from about 230 different ag and food businesses across all sectors. And a majority were still in business, which was a good sign. But there was also a fair number that had actually shuttered and closed their doors. Um, Others were partially open. Many had let staff go, and in certain circumstances, greater than half of their employees were were let go or furloughed for that time. And then we asked them about economic losses, and we had a combined 
economic loss from over 200 businesses of just under $24 million, which when we took an average, it was um, about $119,000 per business. When we did a median to sort of capture some of those outliers, it was closer to $17,000 per business. So that loss of sales and loss and changing in markets has been really devastating, but also there's bright spots. So I think many businesses have had to adapt and and be forward thinking and innovative and creative. And we've seen a fair amount of that as well. But many businesses have hurt as a result of the pandemic. I'm curious about federal support for the food and ag sector. What help has come in and what are the gaps for Vermont food producers? Yeah, so there has been a lot of federal relief. Um, Early on, there were a variety of programs and loan assistance programs that helped businesses if they lost employees to help continue to make payroll. Um, Many of our ag businesses were able to participate in that program. Some of those programs were targeting larger scale businesses than what Vermont typically has in its food system. So we um, also received a fair amount of CARES Act funding in Vermont that came from the federal government to the state of Vermont and then was decided how to be disseminated based on the governor's recommendation and then a legislative process. And we're still in that phase now of creating for agriculture, the Vermont COVID-19 Agriculture Assistance Program, which is actually three different programs. One, targeting dairy producers and processors to offer them assistance post-COVID during the recovery phase. One, to agricultural fairs, which are kind of a a fun uh, part of our cultural background and summer activity to kind of connect people to agriculture and and local food and entertainment and then other ag and food businesses, which we're calling our Agriculture and Working Lands Assistance application. That's about $34 million that we will put out in a variety of payments directly to those businesses as a result of showing that they've received some economic harm as a result of this public health emergency. So those are very targeted and direct payments based on any size business that you might be. There's different tiers and caps based upon the criteria for each program or the size of your operation, but really allowing for most every business that's experienced economic harm to have access from this program. Our Vermont food system has many players that need assistance, but let's start with the farmers. How's your department supporting agriculture? Yeah, so right in the beginning, um, when restaurants were closed and colleges and schools were closed, we heard from many producers that those were their primary markets and they didn't have a mechanism to get their product at the very beginning of the growing season to market. And we played a role of logistics coordinator in helping connect them to new buyers. And it was oftentimes retail because grocery was an essential service and they were open and they were swamped. Every consumer was visiting a grocery store to make sure they had adequate food to feed their expanded family that was now home and cooking all their meals at home. And uh, we used this as an opportunity to help share about product availability and make connections between buyers and producers that had lost their markets, which was really a nice connection that uh, the agency could play and producers were really appreciative of. We also helped businesses sort of navigate some of those complicated um, 
tax and unemployment and payroll protection program opportunities, kind of gave them resources, hosted webinars, provided information so that businesses knew how to access some of those federal assistance programs. We really took a shift based on kind of what we were seeing from consumer demand, which was wanting access to reliable, safe, close to home food options. That meant that some of the direct to consumer market channels were more demanded by, you know, the the increased consumer preference and helping make some of those connections for businesses, as well as looking at some of the e-commerce and digital marketing opportunities, which many of our businesses maybe had dabbled in, but weren't their primary marketing mechanisms. So we did a great project, for example, sending dairy and Vermont maple products to a variety of marketing influencers and had them unveil these products, open these boxes and share their reactions on taste and smell and flavor and through their social media outlets as a way to sort of promote Vermont product and really get the word out in this time when people are at home and enjoying meals and cooking for themselves, still finding ways to find something exciting or a way to connect or a way to access actually more local, healthy, nutritious foods that come from Vermont, which was a good thing for our businesses. What about the value-added food products from maple syrup producers to craft beer and cider makers? What is your agency doing to help them find new markets and strengthen consumer buying in Vermont and beyond? Yeah. So sort of like that uh, influencer marketing example, we're looking at some virtual trade shows. So Good Food Mercantile does a trade show in New York City every year, and it's really focused on specialty and value-added food products. They're going to do it virtually this year, which since we're not going to be all gathering in large groups, we don't expect um, this fall or and into the early winter, wanting to find opportunities for those businesses to also connect to consumers and still be a part of marketing the Vermont brand and the integrity and the high value of the products that are produced in this state. So that's pretty exciting and we'll see how that goes. Um, We're really encouraging people both in Vermont, um, people that may be visiting this state for a short time in the summer or other seasons to seek out virtual events And we're seeing lots of business-to-business connections. We're seeing cheesemakers pair with winemakers or beer brewers with bread makers and really cross-promoting different products and encouraging people to, even if you can't go to the beer fest or the cheese festival, which you might typically do in an average year, you can still engage in virtual events and still learn about the products, have an opportunity to purchase them online. We've seen so many great online platforms for businesses that are making that pivot to be able to make product available, to have it be shipped to their home um, in innovative and creative ways. And so I feel like those businesses, especially some of those value-added food producers, which are really dependent upon you sampling and tasting and trying their product, are still being connected to consumers and still being promoted within the state and beyond, which is exciting. Abby, can you give me a specific example of a farm or producer who has quickly pivoted from restaurant or other wholesale sales directly to consumers? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Um, and I can even just share like a personal example. I purchased Vermont shrimp from the Vermont Shrimp Company for the first time this week. And that's not too far from where we're sitting today. And, you know, they primary market was restaurants. And I, and I know that they still do have that market channel. But knowing that many restaurants have a 
more limited audience by doing very limited seating and lots of takeout. They have pivoted to doing online ordering for consumers to place an order and pick it up at the farm, which is really convenient. It's easy. There's no person-to-person contact. You pay online. Um, And it's just a great example of how a business can connect in the community, market its product, and be nimble when some of their primary market channels were closed. There's another... um, produce operation in Cambridge that I'm thinking of that primarily sold to restaurants, Valley Dream Farm. And they have engaged, you know, sometimes successfully, sometimes with challenge, um, the Farmers to Families Food Box Program, which is a food access program created in great partnership with federal resources with the Vermont Food Bank and Abbey Group and many of our nonprofit organizations, which is packing food boxes with local produce, meats and cheeses to be available to um, food insecure families. And what a wonderful way for a business that had typically been selling weekly to a restaurant to be able to engage in another type of close to home community food service opportunity like that food box program. Has the pandemic created opportunities in some way to strengthen consumer connection to local producers? Could there be a silver lining? I think so. I think... I want to acknowledge that many businesses are struggling, and I think many families are struggling, many individuals are struggling. So that's still real, and that's still happening for many people. But I think more than ever, that need for a connection to a local food system and having a resilient food supply is more important than it's been, or at least communicated the importance more than it's been. And, and this is where Vermont producers and Vermont communities are really well positioned. We don't have as many farms in Vermont as we used to. We don't have as many, you know, not every community has a dairy farmer any longer, but we're still a small enough state that, that those items and those foods are accessible by most anyone that can access them either by being creative and doing home delivery visiting markets or farm stands, or we have a variety of really interesting um, food access options for people through the food bank or food shelves or other distribution locations. So knowing that Vermont food is available, I think, to our community is part of what makes Vermont unique and special. I think this e-commerce opportunity of really looking at digital marketing and connecting with consumers abroad and away in new and different ways that's really built on the trust that people have in the Vermont brand and in the products that are produced here also has a lot of resonance right now. And I think that consumers of Vermont product are feeling safe. And I think that producers are feeling supported I listened to a recent podcast that Michael Pollan did, and he talked about the pandemic really heightening this need for redundancy. And that when we built a global industrial food system, it was all around specialization so that there were only a few meat processors. There were only certain retail locations where you could purchase a volume of, of local product or, or food in general. And that when there's disruption, those systems and those supplies are challenged and 
that fear of scarcity kicks in and people that was sort of what resulted in the hoarding and and everyone sort of being really anxious about and worried that there wouldn't be sufficient access to food uh, which is clearly something that we all need um, every day and so coming out of the pandemic thinking about how can we vertically integrate businesses and have lots of redundancy and overlap so that when a business is out for a reason, whether they've had a challenge with their equipment or a loss of production, that there's another business that steps in and there's still a sufficient and fluid supply of food and communities feel resilient and they feel supported and there's not that same fear and sense of scarcity. So I think that's exciting for Vermont agricultural businesses to really be a part of a local and a regional system where They can rely upon each other and play lots of different roles in a community and in a system and feel both supported and a part of something. Okay, so how can we, Vermont consumers, support our local farmers and food producers? It's a great question. I think keep buying local product. There's this fear or a concern that consumer preferences are going to shift again post-pandemic and people are going to go back to their old habits and, you know, buying wholesale and, and traveling and not being kind of as committed and focused on supporting their local community. And then producers will have to shift again in response to that demand. So I would say pick blueberries this summer and visit your local farm stand and go to a farmer's market if you haven't been to one and participate in a virtual event and try something new and eat something different that you hadn't been exposed to. And, you know, really think about, I guess my second point would be thinking of agriculture as part of our, our rural economic and community development strategies that agriculture makes ecological, social, and economic contributions to our communities every day. And I think we have a statistic from the farm to plate network that, the local food system's economic impact annually is around $11.3 billion, which is significant. It's more than recreation. It's more than tourism. We need all of those pieces together to kind of create and maintain the state of Vermont and the reputation that it has as a destination and a place to visit and a safe, tranquil place to be. But um, just to acknowledge that agriculture is pivotal and critical in the kind of maintenance of our rural communities going forward. Last question, Abby. Do you have a message for the farmers, the folks making value-added food products, the chefs, all the many Vermonters working in the food system here? Yeah, I th- I want to say that we know that you're hurting. We know this is hard. We know that this pandemic has impacted your businesses and made your lives and your work much more difficult. But we also are here for you, I think, by providing connections and partnerships and financial assistance to support your businesses. We want to see you succeed. And we want to see, I think there's been a a motto of, we want to first help businesses survive, and then we hope to help them thrive. And I hope that we can help businesses do that going forward, because they're a critical part of our communities, and we couldn't do this without them. And the state wouldn't be what it is without them. Thanks for joining us today on Farm and Field Notes. It was great to visit with you. 
That was Abby Willard, Director of the Agriculture Development Division at the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Food, and Markets. 